Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My goodness. It was so nice to be away. It's even better to be back. My sincere thanks to Ken Hackman, our bird man, for holding down the fort. And, of course, to Lance for allowing him to do his thing last week by showing up. So, that, you know, we don't do anything around here unless there's someone on the other side of the glass. You would have to remember one time when you heard me if there wasn't somebody over there. And I know that you and Ken had a good time because... There's babies out in the air in the yard here. They're everywhere too. You know, it's funny. Uh, this time of year, I've seen. Uh, I bet I've seen two, three hundred goslings on the golf course, and Isn't when I go something? for my run, they're all so fuzzy and cute and new. <laughs> and my dog wants to chase every one of them. Well, of I'm course. like, please don't. No. Of course. But the vulture. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to come up with a name for the vulture, but Ken loved it. You know, it was nice to see a baby kind of. I wouldn't call it a baby. It's getting bigger. You saw it that. Is, He's showing is. out now. But I was kind of, I was calling him Fuzzy Britches because he had all the fur. <laughs> now, you know, now he's now, still got some of that, but he's got feathers now, yeah, too. Yeah, he's got feathers, too. But it's that time of year. It's beautiful. It's and we're glad really to have neat. you back. Uh, Ken and I thank had a good you, time, but we missed you. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad that you all had a good time. And plus, it never hurts to have birds to show to the bird man. You know, that, 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 in, that, that really does tell us that he will come back again when I ask him. So. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, my goodness. Trey in Grenada is here with us already today just to remind us of who we are and what we're doing. One minute you're young and hip and carefree, and the next minute you're photographing vegetables in your garden. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can you do? Can you be both, though? I feel like I can be both of those. I would know? like to imagine. Yeah. I know you are. I've seen. <laughs> I would like to I've, imagine. I've seen your garden. You, you know, you're, you are hip, and you've got a cool garden. Oh, now, see, he's just making all that up. Oh, you know <laughs> but you I'll know. take it. I'll take it. But I think you can be both, right? All those lilies that I showed you were crowding the bed are all in bloom today. And they're magnificent. If we could be doing the radio show, the TV part of the radio show from my backyard, it would actually be the best day to do that. I need to get a GoPro and just put <laughs> on a there. hard hat. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wander around. But no, the zinnias, I wanted to comment the your packets, uh, oh, your business yeah. card packets of zinnias. I don't know how many people have planted those that got them, but man, they are... They're strong. They're coming up beautifully. Good, good, good. So. I've heard from quite a few people that they, they're making it. Um, as I told you, mine have – I do have other seeds, but mine literally washed away. The, the rain – it was on a little bit too much of a slope in my front bed, and I lost them. And, of course, everything that came up in there since then – since I got back, it looks terrible and like it'll never go away. So now i got to clean that out again. <laughs> ah, that's gardening. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for being here. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama because, well, you know, everybody's garden needs a little motherly advice from time to time. Number one piece of advice as I'm talking about things getting washed away is it won't rain like this forever. And this coming week, 
looks like a really good week to check out your watering preparations for the summer. If all you do is set the timer on the in-ground irrigation system, make sure it works. Turn it on one time before you really need to use it. Because there might be one out there that's broken that you got to fix, okay? You never know about these things. And, yes, the controllers do eventually lose their life, too, and you have to replace them. So check all of that. If you have an overground system, in other words, pipes or um, soaker hoses, that sort of thing that, that stays in place, this is a real good time to get those in place and also to test them. As one who has <clears throat> experienced the shall we say, sadness of soaker hoses run over by truly unintentional lawnmowers. I can tell you, you need to check them and make sure that they're working properly. And, of course, maybe your hose froze this winter and you need to buy a new one. If you if you use a hose and sprinklers or if you use um, watering cans, you know, check them all out. Make sure everything's working. So then you won't have to come home one afternoon when everything's trying to wilt and suddenly realize, I don't know if this works. It's been such a wet winter and spring that we haven't had too many issues with water except there being too much of it. Strange how fast that can change, though. So take yourself, give yourself the, the chance this week to take a look at all of that. Oh, Trey, that's beautiful, too. Trey's really into it this morning. That's lovely, lovely, lovely. It's not even vegetables. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, when when uh, the catawba trees bloom, they're they're just like trumpets. You know, they 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 have a frilly edge and a deep throat. And the the reason for that, of course, is pollination, and that in turn creates a bigger picture for you to see because it's a beautiful flower. Really, really nice. Really, really nice. I wanted to let you know. I think I have a note here. Yes, I do. This is uh, there's so much going on in this world of ours. The Annual daily shows, you know, Hattiesburg is, frankly, suburban Nancy Grace is blooming at my house today. I hope she's blooming at yours. The Mississippi Gulf Coast Daylily Society will hold its show on the 27th of May. That's today, okay? They are, of course, at the Edgewater Mall on the Gulf Coast. Beautiful show. Go see them. The Hattiesburg Area Daylily Show will hold its show on Saturday, the June the 3rd at the Train Depot. Another great building in downtown Hattiesburg. I love the library there, and I love the depot in Hattiesburg. They've done such a beautiful job on both of those buildings. So by all means, get yourself down to visit the folks at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Daylily Show today at the Edgewater Mall, and next Saturday, the Hattiesburg folks at uh, June the 3rd at the train depot in downtown Hattiesburg. That's a place I should be broadcasting from. You know, the Edgew- I'll just say that. Yeah, the Edgewater Mall, the, I mean, the Edgewater, that's... Uh, if I remember, wasn't there like a hotel and a golf course? Oh, or, yeah. yeah it, was, remember, it was a whole development. It was a whole development. Mm-hmm, I remember mm-hmm. going down. My grandfather loved that place. Mm-hmm. And at the pool, I felt like a king. <laughs> you know, he's like, boy, go get you didn't something. We all. Put, it on, put it on the room. Back put, it on the room. put it on the room. D- put it didn't up. we all? The, it was quite the, the, the Mississippi Gulf Coast was like no other place. And still is. It's just a different other place. But when there were those bigger, broader open more open areas and things we really did feel like we could you know run all the way to florida if we wanted to it was just a a wonderful wonderful time to be a kid as it were now i have to tell you this though everything changes and not for the worse all right 
I've been to the Edgewater Mall in, in recent years. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the pandemic. I haven't been anywhere since the pandemic, but that's just me. Have you ever gone on YouTube and looked at some of the... There's a guy that does the uh, Abandoned Mall kind of podcast, and it's really kind of informative. <laughs> I catch I've him read every, about him. I haven't seen it. It's that. actually pretty good. They did one on Metro Center, and you know, it was. I thought they did a very good job. But it is interesting to see how things, like you said, things change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always going to be bad. Um, the redevelopment and things like that. Repurposing is really important. But it was really, a, if, if anybody's ever wanting to kill about 30 minutes, you know, it, it is actually very interesting because he'll go around like with his dad and his dad's like 70, you know, 60. And they're going into these old malls that there's nothing there other than maybe an old food court or mm-hmm. Claire's Boutique mm-hmm. or something. But they're just uh, they're shells of what they were. But then you you know, then you see what other folks have done with similar property and rehab, oh, restore, yeah. refurbish. There's some wonderful skate parks and um, you know things, skating rinks and skate parks and all that sort of stuff that takes a lot of space. And those atriums are still good atriums. <laughs> so they, they have all of that space in them. I actually was at I don't know where this was. I was at a mall and they had moved their, all of their. Um, Christmas tree sales for particular event, you know, particular organizations into the lobby of the mall, and they said they had more people come to see Santa Claus that year than they had had in ten years because <laughs> they were also selling Christmas trees. So sometimes you have to just build on what you got, do, do a little bit more, or do something entirely different. I've never wanted to buy a missile silo to live in, but I'm I'm fascinated by people who do. Yeah, you I know, agree. That I, kind I, of thing. It's, I, it's not for me, but I'm glad somebody maybe. And people do that with malls too. They'll buy a section of it and turn it into something. You well, know, you know, being going to the Delta as much as I do, you know, seeing the, all the silos that are old. <laughs> Those, you, yeah, you always think, yeah. man, that'd be a cool, you know, reconstruction. See, but, uh, I don't that's, know. isn't that funny? It's, now, on the other hand, the the question is always, what about what's in there? What about the ghosts of previous uses and things like that. Yeah, I know people worry about that stuff. Not me too much, but, but other people do. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um, Jimbo wants to know if there's a place in the Jackson or in Madison area where we can get milkweed. I don't know, but I would be willing to suggest that if you call garden in the madison area called garden works and ask them they would probably have a better notion than i would about what's up in 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 anybody's racks but it is not the easiest thing to find the seeds are not too difficult to locate though and they're certainly easy you know that's uh that's nice yes ma'am you're right thank you very much the today's the 20th i see my dates are all just messed up i keep looking at my notes and they're not right anyway the show on the coast, the Daily Show on the Coast, is next Saturday. So that means that if I leave now, I might get there. And the week after that is Hattiesburg. Y'all just you forgive me, okay? I've been out of town. I didn't know what day it was before I got out of town. I still don't. So that's the way it is. One of the biggest differences, I think, between uh, plants and animals is, is how we respond to things. For example, when I get corrected, I I go, oh, oh, okay, I said the wrong thing. Here, here's the right information, and I'm I'm pretty easy about that. I'm a writer. I get edited all the time, and frankly, because I was the last child in a, in an, an older family, I got corrected by everybody up and down, you know, the 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 ladder of my my relatives and everybody else. So I have a real easygoing attitude towards constructive criticism. 
My cat, on the other hand, does not. If you tell my cat that something's wrong, he will take it out upon you and do things to you. And I, I, I find that very interesting. But the difference and the way that we communicate is different. Emotional responses really are a different thing entirely. I don't think my cat has necessarily emotions other than knowing that I'm angry. I mean, he might be able to read that. I don't know. Plants, though, don't have a central nervous system. However, there is still information getting processed there, and they also do respond. Now, you may have long time ago heard all of the stuff about I talk to my plants or I play music for my plants. You've probably, if you've listened to me for a while, you've heard me say that I yell at mine. If they don't do right, I'll threaten them. And frankly, sometimes it works. But there's there's just people have relationships with their plants of all sorts. However, the plants themselves do indeed respond to one another in one way or another. I, I have I've made this joke. I don't know if I've ever made it on the air, but I've certainly made it at home a few times. You can hear the broccoli scream when you cut it. Okay. Now, the broccoli responds, of course, because that's a wound. The, the broccoli responds by putting on more side branches because the broccoli, what the whole point of the broccoli and everything that grows as an annual vegetable or flower, the whole point is to make a seed for the next generation. So if I cut off your head and you're a broccoli plant, you're going to make some sides <laughs> to try to set some seed to survive for the next generation. That's why we get so much out of a broccoli plant. But how they talk to one another has an awful lot of questions and people redo do this kind of research in particularly for, for sometimes because of things like sensitive plants the little uh, mimosa pudica that you, that you might put your hand on and it'll close up or the cassias in, that I have growing at my house that close up at night all those kinds of responses whether they're to people or to conditions or to light or to darkness are really very very different in plants they do react, of course, and when we have a, the whole formation of callus, when we talk about rooting night-blooming cereus, for example, we'll tell you, or, or even more dramatic poinsettias. We cut them off, the latex oozes out the end, so we lay the cutting aside to let it callus over. Well, that's the plant reacting to being cut, you know, reacting to a wound, and it's real important to understand that plants are that involved in their system. I think one of the most important things, if we can get our minds around that part, then it's easier to understand what's going on in the soil. And that, of course, is the relationship between the plant roots, the soil, and the, the microbiome that they're living in. Once you get all of that in your head as an understanding, then you understand why I'm a sustainable gardener and why I hope you will be too. We want to sustain all of these good things. We want to be able to keep these plants growing for a very long time. Don't I, I realize that planting annuals every year is something that we all do, like the zinnias that I've distributed this year. But guess what? We like things that come back on their own too. Really, really important. Back on the text line now, uh, let's see. The Shishi Gashira Sasanquas are either all dead or one stray limb might have a few leaves. Can I replace them now or wait until fall? It kind of depends on where you are and how much water you're willing to apply. The only reason you would not plant 
dwarf sasanquas or even big sasanquas now is because they're going to have to be watered very deeply if the summer is dry and even if it isn't you're going to have to water so if you're prepared to do that fine otherwise wait until fall because the other reason of course is that you may find that over time they they have met they make more recovery you can with the the sasanquas just like you can with just about everything else cut off anything that happens to be dead like scratch it and if it's brown underneath, not green, cut that part off, go back down the limb, cut down a little more. And you, you may end up with that one stalk or you may end up with some that actually something that has a little bit more going for it. OK, like you may find that you've got some things that are going to sprout. And by pruning them, then the green part can take off. All right. Let's see. Um, Eileen, welcome into weekend gardening. Thank you for calling. What you got? Good morning. Well, we've lost her, but we'll get her back. You know, people 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 have a funny reaction to to talk radio. Well, uh, we're getting close to that break too. I'll I'll catch her over I, here. I grew up as a person who sat and waited for the phone to ring. I know that is foreign to most everybody, but wasn't full, it horrible? <laughs> I mean, terrible. Ugh. Fully, I think I, I know exactly when I got my first cell phone, and that was the only thing that ever liberated me from that. But answer machines helped a little bit, at least. But I will tell you, people get nervous about talking because we don't. We text, or we, you know, see somebody at the grocery store. This is this is your favorite place to call in and talk to Garden Mama. That'd be me, and this is Weekend Gardening. Carry on, carry on. With darkness all about, you want the screen to shine. Carry on, carry on. Don't cry, baby. Look at where you've been. Everybody knows you just need a friend. Please, 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 go down on your knees. Carry on, carry on. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's 
has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back. Every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra $0.25 per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a $0.25 per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Ladies and gentlemen, Mazda of Jackson would like to introduce the all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90, the car that takes luxury to the next level. Imagine being behind the wheel, feeling the comfort of the premium leather seats and breathing in the aroma of genuine wood trim. And that's just the beginning. The CX-90 has a sleek design that's sure to turn heads wherever you go. The exterior is built to impress with bold lines and an athletic stance. But don't let its sporty exterior fool you. The CX-90 is built for families. With three rows of seats, it comfortably accommodates up to seven passengers. Plus, there's ample cargo space for all your gear. And for those who demand the latest technology, the CX-90 delivers. With a state-of-the-art infotainment system and advanced safety features, you'll always stay connected and safe. The all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90. Luxury, performance, and family-friendly, all in one package. Test drive yours today at Mazda of Jackson. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's Baroni's Tree Pros. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. So glad you did. Appreciate that very, very much. You know, we talk about terrestrial radio now. And uh, I had someone this week say to me, why do you have to call that terrestrial radio? I said, well, because it's terrestrial radio. We also have streaming radio. We also have streaming. Hello, TV. How y'all doing? <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful expression. And I'm glad that we've begun to use it a little bit more. Now, were we able to get Eileen's wanting to know about um, the the hybrid peonies, the crossed up peonies? Is she on the phone? Can we talk to her? Okay. Good morning, Eileen. Thank you for calling. I understand. Hello. Hey, how are you? I understand that you've got a, a an itoh peony. That's right. I do. My daughter, I mean, my step granddaughter gave me one for Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering. But back here on the back, it says to. Um, plant with 
false indigo? Well, it could certainly grow with false indigo. Baptisia is another good plant in that category. So would be um, things like Solomon's seal. It, what they're talking about in that regard is because you're going to have round flowers on a fairly short plant with this this particular peony, and it makes a lot of flowers on the one plant, you probably need something in, else to plant along with it that has a straight up and down flower, you know, a linear form as opposed to the round okay. one. So anything that you like okay. will work in that regard. What you need is really, 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 really good drainage. <laughs> and peonies are, peonies are very demanding of that. They do have to be watered and fertilized, but the main thing about it is to put them in an area that gets good drainage and, and does not get late afternoon sun. So those are the real, mm-hmm. those are the two big deals. Okay. Okay, so you well, could grow it in a container, in other words, if you wanted to, but you don't have to. You can put it in a container? You could if you wanted to. Absolutely. And would I bring it in and pile No, you wouldn't need to bring it in. You would just need it to be a big enough pot that it could stay outside in the winter. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. Let me know. They're, very, they're a big deal. This is a cross between a regular peony and a tree peony because it's a little bit tougher, and they're supposed to bloom theoretically early enough for us here we the, uh, some of the peonies bloom like later than now in in other parts of the country and it just gets too hot for them here but we have peonies that will grow here and these are supposed to be some that can their their growing zones are rated all the way through um, to the coast thank you very much for calling this morning i appreciate that you know that one of those things peonies are one of those flowers that are so pretty and once you've gotten uh, to appreciate them a little bit, you sort of want to grow some. So we can talk about that some more if you would like. I'll be happy to help with that. Oh, my goodness. Mike in Lamar County, your flowers are beautiful. Thank you very much. These are gorgeous. I appreciate seeing these photographs. And, yes, you can plant uh, peanuts now. You can plant peanuts now. You can plant okra now. All the all the hot weather things can get going, get started now. And now's the right time to do that. Absolutely. I have been uh, this week sort of celebrating and sort of bemoaning the magnolia tree in my front yard. It is, of course, a volunteer. I've I've talked about this tree before. It is it's named for a friend of mine, but some of you might recognize the name, so I won't use it here. Um, when a plant comes up in your yard and somebody says, oh, I'm going to come get that, make them come get it. <laughs> you know, don't don't leave it for 20 years. <laughs> but the tree is lovely. It's, it's a beautiful tree, and it has beautiful flowers on it right now, which was the point of, of me thinking about it this week and writing about it. But it, I don't like having to cut up the limbs from the bottom because it would be in my driveway. It would, you know, I wouldn't be able to drive up my driveway if it filled out all the way to the bottom because of where it came up as a seedling where it was not intended to be. But some things are kind of happenstance and not unpleasantly so, and it is a lovely tree as long as you don't mind not having the bottom on it. A lot of people don't like the bottom, and in fact, that's how come my neighbor cut his down. His trees were huge right in front of the house um, at street level and were literally, oh my goodness, probably 50 years old. But in that course of time, the roots come up out of the ground, and he got tired of dealing with the leaves underneath there, and they'll puddle water and mosquitoes get in there and all that sort of stuff. The answer is real simple. The answer is when you plant the magnolia tree, plant clumping ground covers underneath it, liriope or monkey grass or some such thing as that, and buy a battery-operated blower. 
then when the leaves fall into the monkey grass, you blow them out to the other side. It's really not that hard. But he he didn't he preferred a, a circular drive anyway, so now he has that. And I have the magnolia tree. <laughs> the good news is that even if I hate the tree, which sometimes I do, all those leaves make wonderful decorating craft pieces. You can you know you can do green and brown back and forth wreaths. You can do solid green wreaths. You can do door swags. You can do garlands. You know magnolia leaves last forever. That's why they're. That's why you really ought to chop them up if you're going to compost them. So they make a statement. Um, state tree here and elsewhere. You know, there's just a, an interesting interesting week with my tree. I have to tell you. Speaking of week, next week, Tuesday, is the next Tulip Tuesday, the Flower Growers of Mississippi. And I'm happy to tell you that I'll be teaching about perennials for cut flowers. So by all means, um, get in touch with Donna Yowell, dyowell at aol.com, if you haven't already registered. Okay, okay. I did not realize that, <laughs> that there were so many people who were looking for this particular offer that I've just made, but I've had quite good response, and I hope you'll want to respond, too. Beginning right now, I'm offering a, a, the special deal that I told you all about here two weeks ago. If you'll tell your friends about it and buy some gift subscriptions, they'll be happy, and so will I. Our subscription year begins in January for All Things Garden Mama newsletter. So for the next few weeks, new subscriptions will be at half price to the end of the year only. You remember that last year I reset everything so everybody renews in January. So this is to get me back, get new subscribers, but also a little preview. So for $30, you can get the, all the way, the newsletter every week delivered to their email box from now through December, and then they will renew along with all the rest of them. I really do want to thank you for helping me be able to spread the world about sustainable gardening and really the the joy of gardening is natural therapy because quite frankly we all need a little natural therapy now and again uh, i love going out in when things are in bloom you feel like you've done something you feel like you know this is things are not nearly as as weird as they might have been and i i got started this morning making the list as i do periodically of what's in bloom today at my house I didn't even count the clover, and there is some that's still blooming. And I didn't count the a couple of spireas that have a couple of flowers on them because they're not especially beautiful right now, but they're in bloom. My first canna indica is blooming. If you don't know canna indica, it's a real simple, single-flowered canna. Um, I like it. It's the species, and it's just a different one, one that you might already have. I mentioned Nancy Grace already, the Asiatic lilies, the Stokes aster. Gladiolas, a couple of roses, and uh, in addition to all of those things, the abutilon, the flowering maple, has put on some blooms. I like that plant. I like anything you have to get underneath and look up into. <laughs> it's kind of fun. What, what are the, and I it's always seemed to have several names for those uh, yellow flowers they look kind of they're not a tulip but they kind of come up and they just open their yards and they're usually around old house sites you would see you know the the dark green sprout Mm -hmm. and just beds of them and they're so dense and then this time of year they pop up and then you don't see them again for you know till this time next year i don't know i have to think about that one but i'll get it i'll think of it it's probably blooming in my yard and i just can't think of it um this is a really fun time of year for all of us and in fact this next week it's not going to be quite as humid as last week. I'm not a meteorologist, but 
I do listen to them from time to time. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Uh, my vegetable garden is organic. I have read that garlic infused with water is good to spray on plants to control pests. Is this a practice that works? And what are your thoughts on neem oil in Zone 8? And finally, any organic tips for gardens? Well, thank you for listening, because that's pretty much what I talk about all the time. <laughs> so my tips are sustainable, and then I will tell you also what other people do. Um the main thing about organic gardening or sustainable gardening or alternative, as it is called in some places now, I thought it was so funny because I learned how to garden this way from my grandmother, my grandfather and grandmother who gardened a long time ago. It's not really an alternative. But there's, there's several things to understand. That is that the work you do at the beginning and the building of the soil is the most important thing that you do in a garden that you want to be sustainable. So when you start with the right soil combination, you end up with a plant that can grow. It's not to say you don't also have to fertilize the plants, but you have to fertilize them less, first of all. And second of all, you will be fertilizing them more, less often and with less products. What is yep. the, uh, the best? Right now, the roses that are in the ground seem to be doing great. Yep. Uh, the ones that I have one in a big container, it's several years old, that has some yellow leaves. It doesn't seem to be uh, thriving as much in the same conditions, just in a mm-hmm. bucket, you know, in a big uh, um, pipes. What's mm-hmm. the difference there? What do I need to do to Are change? Are the leaves yellow at the bottom? Uh, a little bit everywhere. A little bit and everywhere. It's staying too wet. I thought it might be. <laughs> and then I found what I was looking for. I think it's the yellow forsythia. Oh, well, the that, forsythia yeah. was in bloom. Yeah, it's right. a, little, a little while back. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful well, plant. I, I've just I've been seeing some on my runs mm. in the shadier areas, and I didn't know if there was a reason why some may bloom earlier versus, say, some that you're seeing Things now. can be laid out differently. If, if it's a shady area, sometimes they don't bloom as, as okay. soon. That that's makes true. Total sense. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. For Cynthia, I have to think about that. Hmm. This is really interesting, though. Um, garlic wa- garlic infused water is is a, is a repellent, and and it it's one of those situations where if if the plant if you use that method along with a diverse planting scheme, that is to say. All the tomatoes are not next to each other. There's other things in between them. The squash plants are at opposite ends of the you know place. So that what you're trying to do is to distract the bugs. And so, yes, the garlic spray can not only dampen a few of their prospects, but it also changes the dynamic around the plants. And so they don't smell the same, and they don't have the, necessarily the same reaction to the insects. I find that diverse planting is a whole lot better than any regular kind of spray that I might do. However, I have been known to, you know, mix up garlic, red pepper. You know, if, for, if, if there's aphids and things like that, I generally just use a, a sustainable soap, which is like safers or one of those things. I have I use spinosad more than anything else, actually, in my garden, and that's another naturally occurring bacterium. Yes, neem oil is fine in zone 8. I don't want to use any kind of oil when the temperatures are over about 80 degrees. But there are some neem products that you just have to read the label. Some of them are, in fact, um, formulated so they can be used that way. There's, they're, they're, ba- they're buffered with other things than oil. So that's another good suggestion. But, I mean, anything, anything else you want to talk about in specifics, that's what I'm all about. I appreciate getting that this morning. And I'd love for you to tell me what your name is so I, I i used to give people names and they got so insulted that i quit doing that but we do ask that you do because it makes it 
your name and where you are is much more um much more makes it more personal let's just put it that way Rhett's in Ridgeland his cucumber leaves are wilting in the sun no they shouldn't be doing that so water a little deeply water water dip more deeply and put some mulch around the bottom of the plants and see if you can't get them to not do that it's not like tomatoes if tomatoes wilt they're 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 impacted throughout their entire i mean if it's a little plant if it's a big plant if it's today if it's next week wilted tomatoes are not a good thing you can end up with particularly blossom end rot there are other problems that can happen but because they're more vulnerable to all sorts of pests but they are more likely to develop blossom end rot the cucumbers might have that problem because they can also develop that blackening on their very ends but it's less likely to happen you can fix this with a deeper watering, and some mulch around the plants. Okay? Okay. I like that. We have a plant ecologist who is uh, letting us know that we have a superior goal that we need to meet. Um, They're hoping to go for zero plant extinction. I don't know how they're going to do this, but my goodness, they're, they're potentially achievable to do that, according to these scientists and uh, this report in Cell Press. There's, there's not enough people to do it, and we need more people to go into these areas of horticulture and botany and agriculture and plant recovery that, that give us the opportunity to do some more of that. Um, let's see. Jade plants are, generally speaking, container plants, and so, yeah, you can if you, if you think it's going to get too much rain, you can pick it up and take it inside or put it under a bench or whatever you need to do. Okay, okay. This is beautiful. Yeah, it's probably sun drops. You're right, Andrea. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what you're looking at, isn't it? <laughs> She's good. And by the way, the candelabra plants are growing, and they're beautiful. Thank you, Andrea. Okay, I'm crazy. You're crazy. But we know that we garden because that's what really makes us crazy and keeps us sane. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. No last like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? 
to have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hi, I'm Jessica Center, Communications Coordinator at Methodist Children's Homes and co-facilitator of the upcoming Fun Day 3K event on June 3rd. At Methodist Children's Homes, we provide vital support to children and young people who have experienced neglect or abuse. Join us for a fun-filled family event at LaFleur Bluff Playground from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. featuring live entertainment, delicious food, exciting games, and much more. For more about the Fun Day 3K event and how you can get involved, visit mchms.org slash 3k today hi robert downey jr here did you know that over 10.3 billion dollars was lost to online crime last year alone online crime is a huge problem it affects everyone and that's why i've partnered with aura aura gives you the tools you need to stay safe online with almost every tool you need fraud and identity theft protection a password manager parental controls and more sign up for a free two-week trial today at Aura.com slash Robert. Aura.com slash Robert. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. Thank you for being with us today on Weekend Gardening. We've got a call waiting now, Trey and Bentonia. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Nellie, this is Trey. Hey, Trey. I was I was um, interested in um, how to take a cutting of a polonia tree. Okay. Uh, they have cut come up from um, you know around the tree mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. waited probably a little too long. So there's some that are like three foot tall and three uh, three quarters an inch in diameter, which you, is pretty big. For, it is pretty you know, big. Do you think that they're attached to the so. roots? Do you think they're attached to the roots, or do you think they're seedlings? I, 
I think they're I think they're attached to the root. Okay, I'm going to see if you could cut them and get some kind of rooting gel or whatever you know to see if you could you know get some roots going. There's every chance that you could. Um, and when you take cutting like that, we, we do it with crepe myrtles sometimes, you know, because they're, they're coming up. You can see where the, the root literally has gone on out and it's sprouting along the root area. Right. But you're cut, you are cutting a piece of the root off, so be aware of that. But if you right. take the prettiest one, or prettiest three in my case, I'm always going to take more than I actually think I need, the, the chances are very good that even at that height you could get them to work if you baby them. You're going to have to give them a whole lot of TLC and all of that but it would be more beneficial i think to try and get some of the root than to try to root the cutting now um, if you want to root a cutting if it's not if, if it isn't real soft green if it's just just beginning to stiffen up a little bit that's the point at which the cutting is going to root the most easily whether or not it has roots on it so you can you can right. do a little bit of both it sounds like you have enough plant material why would you just, uh, I know we've done cuttings to where we put it in just, you know, water and, and it roots. But mm-hmm. this, I would, I would, I would be putting root. these in some rooting hormone and, and a little bit of, of soil, not, not garden soil, but a potting soil that's loose or barky, you know, sandy right. kind of thing, so that they're not going to, they won't drown before they can put out new roots. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to try it anyway. I just wanted to see. I like to hear about it. Let me know how it goes, Okay. It's a beautiful tree. Thank you much. Fun stuff. You know, there's always another plant that we want to grow more of. <laughs> no question about that. Let's see. Oh, good, good. Potatoes are, are working. Um, common, this is a persimmon. Probably looks like a persimmon. Yeah, kind of does. <laughs> These are beautiful. John's got potatoes. Found a couple of plants that uh, he didn't realize were still doing their thing. Beautiful, beautiful work. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. He's got white potatoes and red potatoes, so I'm jealous. I don't know. Yes, you're right. If you're going to try to store them, you're going to need air circulation around them. That's absolutely true. We can't. We don't have root cellars in this part of the country. They would flood. (laughs) So we have to we have to go up with them, but you still have to provide good air circulation, dark conditions, and cooler than average temperatures. Okay, okay. Um the last intro and who sang it? The last intro wasn't and that, that's didn't Ringo. We, did, I was going to say, didn't we just do Octopus's Garden? Yeah, that's Ringo. That's Ringo Starr. And, and I'm using Octopus's arms in here. We got <laughs> just, just telling our caller. It's that, springtime. That apropos. It's springtime. That's what, and I'm lucky. That's what makes it particularly wonderful. Brown spots on blueberry bushes. This is from um, from G4. I, if they're on the leaves, it's different than if they're on the stems. If they're on the leaves, you may just be looking at a simple leaf spot that's going to basically, you know, knock a few leaves off the plant but not be a problem. If it's in, if it's actually spreading into the, the petiole or the stalk itself of the blueberries, I, I don't know. I need to talk to you about that one. I'll send you a note and see if you can – maybe you can send me a picture. That would be very, very helpful. Text me in a picture and that would help. Oh, my goodness. Yep, they sure have. 
That looks great, Kathy. That's beautiful. Kathy's bay tree has done just like mine has. She cut it down and it has grown back up. But we have a lot of stems now. So what do we do? You're probably going to want to select some of them, but I would let it grow on till this fall before you do that. I did fertilize mine once. I don't know if I'll do it again or not because the regrowth has been very strong, and so is yours. But if you didn't fertilize it this year, you might want to give it a little bit of that. Looks good, though. I like that. We've been... I have to say, I wish that, I'm sure I speak for a lot of people. This Right now, I wish that I had harvested all of the bay leaves last fall and put them in my refrigerator somewhere. John's in Florence. Welcome in. Let's talk about persimmon. (laughs) Uh Hey, John. Good morning, Nelly. Howdy. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, My neighbor has a, uh, what I, my app identified as a common persimmon it came up out of the ground about a foot and a half tall and it's under a huge canopy of a very large oak tree so it gets shade most all day uh can i propagate that over to my place if so when and where should i should i keep it kind of in the dark uh i would move it i would move it slowly into more light i would dig it up and start it in the shade, and then just as you're getting ready, before you plant it out somewhere, I'm going to grow it on in the pot, probably until the fall, because it looks pretty small. I don't want it to be out there and yeah. end up getting hit by the weed eater you know, or something. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a slam on the weed eater. It's a string trimmer. I don't mean to be ugly to that particular brand. They've certainly <laughs> done me good over the years. But they are a weapon in the wrong hands. <laughs> so we have to be careful of yeah. those things. Um, but okay. I, I would certainly do that. And then just as the summer goes on, move it into more sun as it gets a little more happy, a little more concerned with it. Okay. Okay. I like uh, it. One other question. Sure. Uh, the, the frost killed her fig trees, plural, fig yeah. trees. Yeah. But at the, at, at the base, she has a lot of shoots coming up. Mm-hmm. Could I propagate one or two of those over to my place? Yes. That won't be a problem. It's another case where, just like this bay tree that I'm looking at, there's going to be so many stems coming up from the base of that fig. Some of them are going to need to yeah. be propagated off of there because otherwise, it would be it wouldn't there wouldn't be enough sunlight in the plant once it grows to get any figs to come. So yeah, go. You should go ahead and select some of those out. That's smart. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. That's good. Good. Good advice that he's giving. If you if your fig tree is putting up a forest of little stems you do need to select some and you may as well propagate the ones that you don't need so there you are um this uh this question about squash in squash blossom end rot i do not have any idea (laughs) it's not something i've ever done now i will tell you how to prevent squash blossom end rot which is actually blossom end rot on squash okay there's, I believe, I anticipate from what you're telling me you want to do that you think you have a calcium problem. So if you think you have a calcium problem, the answer would be to apply some trace elements to your soil that you can get at the garden center that's just that extra fertilizer. I doubt seriously that that's actually the problem because blossom end rot is a different issue, okay? It's just a different, it's a different thing. I'm going to get my thoughts together, send you a note, ask you a couple of questions, and I'm still looking for that picture of the blueberries because we have a lot to talk about, and I'm not 
I don't want to give you wrong advice. Okay? Now, for those of you who are interested, this is J.J. Kale. You've never heard of him, but you should. This is Weekend Gardening. <laughs> of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All accessed on one easy-to-use card. Plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid Active Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Despite pleas from family members and state lawmakers, a convicted double murderer was released from prison Tuesday. James Williams III was 17 when he shot his father and stepmother in 2001 and was initially sentenced to serve two life sentences without possibility of parole. Senator Daniel Sparks is vice chair of the Senate Corrections Committee. The data shows that parole has plummeted for nonviolent offenses, which is a little bit confusing. In other words, drug offenses, uh, the, the parole rate has plummeted under, um, you know, uh, Commissioner Belk's, uh, you know, tenure. But yet we've had now the second uh, very mm-hmm. violent murder uh, that has, has garnered a lot of attention. He believes Williams' parole will spark further action. I will want to know, and I think there there will likely be a hearing just to make sure we're following the law. Over the past two years, the parole board has released 78 murderers and eight rapists. 
We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Ocean Springs High School is one of two Mississippi educational centers that offer an aquaculture program. Brian Butler, the program director, explains the gist of aquaculture. We basically do a regular agriculture type class, but we we take the corn or the soybean or whatever crop you may be growing and we replace those with fish. So we are we are farmers. Um, we do raise species and um, other things to be sold or to be used as a restoration type project, as we do for a lot of the animals. Southern Miss provides Butler students to advance in aquaculture studies. USM gives us uh, many of our fish that we use, and they're there for that outside source of information for my students. They also are very, very helpful with our internships that we do. Butler's hoping to see more Mississippi schools implement an aquaculture program. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Ole Miss and Alabama finished out the regular season and doubleheader yesterday. Bama took game one, 12 to two in seven innings, and they took game two, five to one over Ole Miss, ending the Ole Miss baseball season. Mississippi State and Texas A&M battled each other last night. It was Aggies' turn to come from behind in the ninth inning, win at 6-4 over Mississippi State. They improved at 31-23, and 13-16 and 16 in the conference. The Bulldogs fall to 27-25 and 9-20. and 20. Game 3 today at 2 o'clock 1.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. USM battling the Raging Kings in Hattiesburg. They'll play Game 3 today with the Golden Eagles trying to stay on top of the Sunbelt Conference. And the Region 23 Junior College Tournament Championship went to East Central 8-2 over LSU Eunice. East Central will go to the Division II Junior College World Series in Enid, Oklahoma starts on May the 27th. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. 
The Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame Museum has announced the finalists of the 2023 Ferris Trophy. Those players are Ty Hill, Jackson State, Hunter Hines of Mississippi State, Kemp Alderman of Ole Miss, Slade Wilkes of Southern Miss, and last year's winner, Tanner Hall, also with the Golden Eagles. The five finalists and the coaches will be mentioned, and the award will be handed out at luncheon Monday at the Golden Moon Casino at the Pearl River Resort. And the 148th run for the Black Eyed Susans, the Preakness Stakes, will be run this afternoon. It's the second jewel in the Triple Crown. Mage, the Kentucky Derby winner, is in the field. Post time is at 6 o'clock this afternoon for the running of the Preakness Stakes at the Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Yes, we're uh, we're trying really hard to answer more questions and talk to more people today than we have ever. But we probably won't break the record, but we might. So y'all keep them coming. We're having a good time in here this morning. I have uh, introduced folks to Penny Ito, and I've gotten a couple of texts about that already. So one person says they never, ever grow here. The other person says they're wonderful. So there you go. That's gardeners. <laughs> those, and those are opinions from people who have grown them. So... Let me know how it goes with yours. I think that'll be great. Today is National Be a Millionaire Day. I had no idea of that, and and it's just one of those funny things that you know, you you just never never know. Coming up this week, we've got everything from National Maritime Day to National Taffy Day. I don't know how to celebrate either one of those, but we'll work on it. We need some Malone's taffy. We need some. Where's the fair we need? I, I handed out all my taffy. I think. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we all know about that? We all think about that. Oh, my goodness. So many questions. Okay. Back to the question about what to do for the the squash. The blossom end rot on a squash or a tomato or anything else is, yes, sometimes related to calcium uptake, but it is not. I don't. You didn't tell me what you fertilized with. You said perhaps I over fertilized them, and then read something that maybe now you need to get more calcium to them, which would be the point of the, what he's talking about doing. Those things don't don't let, don't register in in my horticulture brain. Okay, calcium uptake is in is related in part to pH, but if the pH had been off enough for that, I don't think you would be getting squash either. So. I'd have to look into that part of it. What I would do in this case, because what I can tell you definitively about blossom end rot in any vegetable crop, is that it is a result perhaps of a deficiency of calcium, but it's more often a problem with the actual uptake of water being consistent. That is to say, it rains three inches so you don't water for a week and the plant has a whole lot of water today and not much tomorrow and a whole lot after that. It's the up and down that causes the plant not to be able to form and develop and ripen properly, and therefore the fruit ends up 
rotting at the bottom because it, the cells can't take up the rest of the water. They collapse. All right, so that's how that works. Best suggestion is, and, and the best way, frankly, to apply calcium, you need to moderate your water. If they're getting too much water, you need to add some mulch around the plants to slow that process down a little bit. But if you need to apply calcium, go to the garden center and get a bottle of what's going to be called Blossom Set or something of that that sounds like that, and it is a calcium spray. Just read the label, and that's what you spray on your flowers to help the fruit that follows to have a stronger calcium amount. That's the way to go. I hope that made sense. Um, I'm, I'm really I'm I'm a I'm a veteran of Blossom Enrod, but I'm also a veteran of a whole lot of odd things that people will tell you to do and, yes, that you can read about on the Internet sometimes. Okay, so that's my word on squash. Vince has started some seed tomatoes that are a little slow, and he wants to know if he should be, well, what he should do. The answer is keep them growing. Um, Keep them growing. Even at this point in the year, if you're not getting the tomatoes to grow enough to make fruit, you're okay because guess what? Starting in June, we would plant again anyway. So you're six weeks ahead, basically, well, not six weeks, a month ahead of when you might start seeds for the fall crop. You've already got plants coming for that, and they're going to be able to grow. And then as soon as the temperatures are appropriate, they'll be able to make fruit. It may be now. It may be later. But that's the best way to look at that particular thing. And I love, love, love this. Um, I, I was thinking about this, and I didn't want to say it because it sounds so mean. You remember, you may remember that the Empress Polonia trees were imported here because they were going to be spectacular wood-producing trees. And it turned out they are, but it grows too fast here. And there's that, that means that the, weed, the, the, the wood is not as strong. And, in fact, the trees can be quite weedy. They can make a whole lot of sprouts. For example, as Anita says, our our Empress Polonia tree went down to, in Hurricane Zeta. Now we are fighting sprouting trees from the backyard to the front. One was lovely. One hundred is a pain. I endorse that expression. I know what you're talking about, and yes, it is. And you couldn't possibly dig them all up and sell them or give them away. So thank you for that observation. I appreciate it very, very much. So, so smart. Um, all right, now let's see. Oh, my goodness. Looking at stuff from the museum. That's wonderful. All right. Let me see. Beautiful, beautiful daylilies. Oh, these are lovely, lovely, lovely. Don't forget, I was wrong. If you were listening in the first hour, the Gulf Coast Daylily Show is next Saturday, and the Hattiesburg Daylily Show is the week after that. Okay? So you should be there. Patty's in Leland. Oh, my goodness. These daylilies are Gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And she wants to know if I know the name of an old-fashioned hard sand pear tree. Probably kefir, K-I-E-F-F-E-R, which you'll be able to tell if you look it up. You'll be able to tell whether your fruit and leaves look exactly like that. The fruit more distinctive than the leaves, perhaps. That's the, the oldest, most popular one. There's there, that, there were others, but the kefir is the one that is likely to still be around and be producing. And, yes, it can be propagated. Again, you're using the... The wood that is not green, it's not tender, but it's also not going to snap yet. So that's the wood that you want to propagate. It's called semi-hard wood. It just means it's in between being so green that you can practically wrap it around your finger and so hard that it breaks when you try to bend it. 
You're going to take a six-inch cutting, strip the leaves off the bottom two inches, cut it on a slant, roll it in rooting hormone, and put it into a mix of something like potting soil and sand or potting soil and bark. When we go in a small pot, when we go to root trees like this, we're really trying to root, get them to put out roots before they drown. And if they get so wet in the soil that they're that we put them in that they're not able to take up any more soil because they're so wet, then they don't make roots. So it's a balance in, in that way. Um, the other thing, of course, that, that you're looking at in this particular regard is that they can be done from hardwood cuttings in the fall. So if you don't have success now, call me in November and we can try again. All right? All right. These are beautiful daylilies. My goodness, every color. Just gorgeous. Y'all are doing great. (laughs) That's funny. How do I keep this garden pest? That would be the person cutting the gladiolas out of the gladiolas. They're beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Just gorgeous. Such a beautiful arrangement and such a beautiful background for it. That's lovely. I love seeing that. Flowers are so pretty. And I'll do like a good joke. You know that. (laughs) Oh, I have reported. This is some good news. I have reported so many times with you here and in my newsletter as well about the dearth of Atlantic Ocean coral reefs and the, the threats to things like the Great Barrier Reef off Australia. Well, it turns out that a little bit further west from there, the Indo-Pacific corals are actually turning out to be more resilient to climate change than the Atlantic. And so this is very good news. Penn State is researching this and reporting it today. There have been trying to figure out which of those symbiotic algae are the ones that can keep the whole system going has been a big deal. So they looked a little farther afield. They looked into the Indo-Pacific, and they found more mutualistic relationships there than they had found in the Atlantic populations. No reason really explains why that. Just two different places, even though they're the same sort of creature, they're not exactly the same. I love this definition, though, and it's why I wanted to bring it to you, because we've just talked about calcium. Coral reefs are, and I quote, vast geological structures made of calcium carbonate produced by coral animals whose colonies possess dense populations of photosynthetic algae. That's where it all where it all comes together. So the coral bleaching, of course, occurs. Um, they're they're all called symbionts, which I know sounds like a science fiction movie, but it's not. That that the um, the whole the, the algae are called symbionts that are within the coral tissue, and that is what bleaches in the presence of temperatures that are too high and other other circumstances. Coral bleaching affects the entire or- ecosystem because, of course, so many things feed within the coral reef invertebrates all the way to vertebrates. So it's important to study these changes and figure out how they can both be predicted and perhaps even um, moderated or ameliorated altogether. That would be good. That would that would also be good. Garden pests. Y'all are funny. <laughs> so clever. So much fun. I have had so many things going on in the garden this week, I don't, I'm not going to get to the end of the list before the end of the week. That this is this is that time crunch that falls in on us all. But I will tell you, there are a couple of things still that don't do not need to be overlooked. 
if you have not paid any attention to your that same clumping ground cover that I talked about in the last hour as a perfect ground cover underneath magnolia trees, but they're they're everywhere. They're long paths. They fill beds. You know the clumps. Might be monkey grass. Might be lyrio. Might be something else. But those particular kinds of ground covers really can be sheared again now. Now, if you didn't do it in February, now would be really good because now is when you're still seeing some of the browned up leaves from the winter, but you're also lots of new growth coming out of the middle. So just do a little bit of shaping around them, cut out, cut off the brown part, so to speak, and that will help them maintain their shape. If you have flowering ground covers, if you have star jasmine, I've seen that coming into bloom in some places, prune those after they bloom. And yes, you should prune those after they bloom. That will in turn give them the opportunity to set more flower buds for their next bloom season. I have a couple of ideas for you also about what to plant right now. People always want to act like you have to either get it planted in April or you're you're out of luck. That's not true. Caladiums are better, happier in hot soil, you know, much like our okras, most much like uh, peanuts, you know, much like sweet potatoes. That's another thing that we don't grow enough of. But it's also true that at this point in time, if you if you have Montbrigia, if you have Crocosmia, those bulb, bulbs have begun to really, really multiply themselves. And if you're seeing some flowers, that's good. If you don't see enough flowers in a stand about two feet by two feet, you should have at least 30 flowers over the next month or so. If yours are too crowded to do that, this the summer is a really good time to thin them out. You're not going to ever thin them out to be one here and one there. There's still going to be clumps of Crocosmia, clumps of Montbrigia, but if they're so crowded that they can't bro- can't get any flower stems up, then what's the point? It's just another bunch of green leaves. I know a lot of people are concerned about their lawns. I've heard from several people that they've got what sounds like brown patch and may or may not be brown patch. Brown patch is a common disease in St. Augustine, but it can also affect other types of warm season grasses if the conditions are right, and they've been really right this year. For example, if you fertilized early and used a high nitrogen fertilizer on the lawn and then it rains and gets hot, you're kind of creating a laboratory for our friends to start the fungus diseases of brown patch. But if they are irregular patches in the lawn and then they shrink back up and then they open back up again in response to rain or in response to um, colder, not colder weather, hotter weather, you can suspect brown patch. The main thing to know about it is that once you get it under control, you have to work to keep it under control. And that is, of course, by mowing at the proper height, not overwatering, making sure that if the the area is really, really sitting in water or, or getting too wet all the time, that you do something about that to divert the water away from it. But you also have to worry about the tools. If you are a person who mows their own yard, I hope you're already in the habit of blasting off the debris from the mower at the end of each use. If you're not and somebody else comes in to mow it, ask them about it. Ask them if they've cleaned their blades and and, and mower deck before they come into your yard. Because, yeah, you can bring that stuff in from somewhere else. And you don't need that. you got enough of problems. You know? We have to keep those things somewhere else. Now, if you're treating it, there are some pretty pretty workable granular products that you can put into the space. But until you also solve the other problems, 
you won't have that. You won't have as good a result as you want. Okay. Speaking of right height, oh my goodness. <laughs> I have a zoysia lawn. There's one down the street from me. And so I saw this guy. I knew just by looking at the way the mower was sitting that it was going to be too low. He backed it off of a trailer and pulled into the yard to mow. They must have cut three-quarters of the blade off of each one of those blades of grass. It does not look good. I'm sure it'll come back, I hope, but it sure doesn't look happy. I hope they're not having company right now because it does not look good. The right height is very, very important. One and a half inches is the maximum for Bermuda, we usually think of it as being lower than that. But one and a half is great for zoysia. Two inches for centipede and three for St. Augustine really does allow the lawn to be thick and for the blades of grass to support one another. So keep that in mind. Don't don't forget about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Though Now, that's good looking. I really like that. Mary sent a picture um, of her garden gnomes that got repainted this year. You make me feel guilty because my, my one that didn't break needs paint, and I'm not going to do it. So he's he's kind of he's kind of pale out there, but the flowers are absolutely beautiful too. That's a very very sweet bed, and I love how it's in the proper proportions. The plants are the plants make the, the gnomes look just a little bit more outstanding than they are, but there's also room for the whole business to to keep growing around them. Very very clever. Very, very clever. I like it. We have, uh, I can tell you because we're, uh, we're rolling up to close to a break here. I'm going to just tell Jim because he's on the phone. Jim, if your potatoes haven't bloomed, they're not going to. <laughs> Sorry. If you can keep the plants healthy, they might bloom next fall and make you some potatoes. But that's rough. They should be they should be making they should have made potatoes and be getting harvested right now where you are in Laurel. So we'll be we'll be taking a little step aside and then we'll come back and talk over the bad news with Jim if he's willing to hang on. <laughs> this is weekend gardening. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Poor Sam was a mess, always itching, licking. His paws were soaking wet. He had bald spots on his back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. In life and in business, one thing is certain, change. That's why Pillium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pillium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Having any electrical problems? LaValley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969. Or online at LaValleyServices.com. That's LaValleyServices.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mazda of Jackson would like to introduce the all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90, the car that takes luxury to the next level. Imagine being behind the wheel, feeling the comfort of the premium leather seats, and breathing in the aroma of genuine wood trim. And that's just the beginning. The CX-90 has a sleek design that's sure to turn heads wherever you go. The exterior is built to impress with bold lines and an athletic stance. But don't let its sporty exterior fool you. The CX-90 is built for families. With three rows of seats, it comfortably accommodates up to seven passengers. Plus, there's ample cargo space for all your gear. And for those who demand the latest technology, the CX-90 delivers. With a state-of-the-art infotainment system and advanced safety features, you'll always stay connected and safe. The all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90. Luxury, performance, and family-friendly, all in one package. Test drive yours today at Mazda of Jackson. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be bright, 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 bright sunshiny day. Indeed. 
And if you're lucky enough to get a rain shower today, you will be one of the fortunate few. Jim, I think, is holding on from Laurel. Let's go back to the phones, please. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Garden Mama. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you, except for Let your me potatoes? Let ask you about the grass first. <laughs> okay. It would go to the potatoes. I see advertisements on TV all the time where they got this spray. You spray on the ground, it sprays out green and grass grows. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with that? Oh, sure. Okay. Is that stuff come back the next year, or is it just a one-time deal? No, that's grass. That's 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 warm-season turf grass. And when it's done properly, it's a great method for putting in a lawn really fast, particularly if you have a slope, because it'll stick. <laughs> so that's where I've well, seen it. That's where I've seen it is on the on on, on a, a dam. You know, that had a road across it and had to be re, had to be re, redone because part of it had collapsed. And when we put it back together, that was the the particular process that was used to put the seed in there for the. I mean, it's been it's it's used a lot in suburban housing developments and things because it's quick. You you've built ten houses. You've got you know somebody can come in and get the lawns going pretty quickly without solid sod but it it's not as good as solid sod obviously because solid sod's a lawn this afternoon okay but right. in terms of getting grass to grow that's a really good way to do it really really good i thought about spraying that stuff out here and it come back at this got to growing and reseed it with a uh, good grass. Well, it's going to just depending on what it is. Any any kind of grass seed almost can be put out that way. It's usually a Bermuda, but check and see what yeah, kind sir. of grass seed that they're talking about. If you got full sun, the Bermuda's going to take over and be great. Well, that's what I got here in my yard, but it just I got big bald spots out there and want nothing to grow. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyhow, now then, uh, talking about them potatoes, I had the telephone on, the speakerphone, and the radio going, and all I heard was. Sound like a football game or somebody scored. Well, that's fun. I don't know where we are, but uh, I got to tell you that that doing the planting potatoes and not getting any flowers by now is not a good sign. If okay. you because flower because we should be just about ready to harvest the potatoes here as as we were talking about from up in, up farther north in Mississippi from you, but in Laurel you should certainly be. When did you plant these things? Uh, sometimes in March. Mm-hmm. Well. You're about a month behind, and that's why you're about a month behind. They may or may not be able to make potatoes, but if obviously we plant potatoes in February, and then we plant them again in September. Well, August, depending on where you are. On, so, on that garlic out there, these things, are, mm-hmm. these stalks are big as I've ever seen them. They that's great. That ball on the top, I've they busted open. They blooming. They blooming. No, ma'am, I'm not blooming. It's just that ball on top busted open. I thought that's when you pulled together. Well, that's the flower. Yeah, you are supposed to. Okay, so now's the time to get them. Yes, sir. Well, we'll wait and see what we get out of that thing. All right. Let me know. I appreciate hearing from you. I love your show. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you today. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, hydro seeding is a really good thing in terms of it's, I don't think it's always Bermuda, but it's usually intended for sunny sites, and that's usually where we grow Bermuda grass lawns. But it's quick, and it it's taken care of properly. I can can testify that it it does work. Um, Thank you, Alvin. Yes, you are correct. Let's see. Um, okay. Well, yeah, of course, if, you, if you've already dug the potatoes and they're there and you didn't see the flowers, that's fine. I, I promise you they, they bloomed somewhere along in there because that's how you know that the potatoes have formed underneath 
But when we have a big rainstorm, the petals can knock off. They're just little purple petals on the flowers. They're not fancy, not big flowers. And that's you may not have seen them. So, okay, Jim, go ahead and dig some up and see if you got any potatoes and let us know. It's, I'm not be. I mean, it's who knows, you know. I have grown. I've said I've been told that it was the end of red clover season and drove down the freeway and there was the red clover blooming. So, you know, sometimes your own eyes are, are a little bit better than than what uh, somebody else might have thought was right. And then I'm, I'm that person. I think I know what's right, but I'm always glad to hear if I'm not. Someone asked me this week about staking plants. What do I like to use to stake plants? Um, Lance will testify. I have a lot of wire at my house. <laughs> I do use wire for almost everything. But I get that bamboo steak, she, what she had was a whole forest of bamboo, and she was going to cut it down. But should she dry the steaks? Absolutely. You might decide you want to learn how to wattle. And I don't mean waddle, and I don't mean waffle. I mean waddle. Waddling is where you take things like bamboo steaks and other branches and stuff, and you make a fence or you make a, 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 a baffle by weaving those things together. It's a time-honored, much-cherished art. Bamboo, when it's soft enough, can actually be turned into other things like trellises, you know, because it's long and it can be bent and then attached to something else. So there's all kind of uses for it. I would always say, sure, go ahead, do that. Made some cane poles out of them. You, yes, you if, you want, the house. if you want to go fishing, you can certainly do that. There's no question about that. Um, I'm I'm one that likes those insect houses, you know, that are basically a framed collection of pieces of bamboo that have been hollowed out and cut maybe three inches long inside the the frame and then the insects go in there and they can live and you can actually attract more pollinators to your area by giving them a place to nest so that's another good use for them resilience is one of those qualities that we just don't ever have enough of we talk about uh, it's almost an overused term you know tornadoes hurricanes pandemics and we're all told how resilient we are. And thank goodness we are, because we that's how you come back. You don't necessarily bounce back quickly, but you bounce back. You come back and, and get the next take the next vision and, and move forward. Well, a study down in Florida by Florida Atlantic University is actually giving us a study in honest to goodness triumphant resilience. And I don't say that lightly because it's a hard quality to measure. Thousands, I mean thousands of acres of marine seagrass beds have died. Okay. The, one of the largest global contiguous seagrass systems there is, is tremendously threatened by one particular phytotoxin. So what they found after studying all this was that they were getting healthy plants, but they were not where they would have expected them to be. They were apart from the from the mass that was affected. So that has given them material to begin to repropagate, to bounce back, to be resilient. Sometimes we are not looking at the exact same tree. I think of the bay laurel, you know, that, that I'm looking at here this morning. It is one that is very resilient. It's not going to be the same, but it's going to be very, very strong, and it will do the job going forward. That's what resilience is about. It's not going backwards to something else. It's going forward with a new sense of strength and a new, sen- new, new sense of your feet being underneath you, that resilience of getting started. So I like that. Seagrass is doing it. We can, too. 
Corinne is in Jackson. Her red gladiolas are three to four feet tall and have not bloomed. I'm not sure if they've gotten too deep or if they don't have enough sun. Um, I got to tell you, mine literally seemed to have bloomed overnight. I kept looking out about a week or 10 days ago, and I looked and they didn't. I thought, well, maybe it's gotten too shady over there. So I just say be patient because mine finally put on flowers and bloomed almost immediately this week. But they, they did not have a bud showing until they decided to get there. I don't know why that is. Usually it does. Usually you begin to see the buds form on a gladiola over time. But for some reason, these all came about at once. And, yes, if you want to move them, move them in the fall. That will be better. Yes. Very good idea. Um, Oh, there it goes, Bill. That's beautiful. My goodness. Century plant taller than the house. That is lovely. Mm. Yeah, it is hard to see them go, isn't it? But on the other hand... What a presence. What a strong, absolutely gorgeous presence. That's wonderful. Oh, I'll tell you what else. Um, speaking of Corinne's flowers, there my gladiolas are in the bed next to my Asiatic lilies. And the Asiatic lilies sat there in bud and sat there in bud and sat there in bud and, and just didn't do it. And I just thought, well, obviously they're not going to open because it's gotten shady back there, you know, or whatever it is. They're spectacular. It just took a little longer than I wanted it to. Now, there's a surprise. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sunny's in Tupelo. How do you get rid of moss on stone walls and stone walkways? There are a couple of things. That if you go, if it's an industrial process, in other words, if this is a place where many, many people are likely to slip and fall on the moss, you need to get up to the highest level, which is going to be something like muriatic acid. Ask for it at your hardware store for cleaning the moss off of paths. If it's just paths at your house and if it's just moss on the wall a little bit, you can do that with lime. Make up a slurry of powdered agricultural lime and water and lay it on there, and it it will change the pH and and change the way that things can grow there. Obviously, if it's real shady on that path, you'll need to do something more often to keep the moss from coming back, and it sometimes helps to paint the pavers, you know, if, if you find that the moss is a big problem. But that's a, it's a really good question because we don't we don't want moss everywhere. You know, for everybody that there is trying to get the moss off the wall, there's somebody else painting yogurt on it to get it to grow moss. So just be aware that not everybody has their different point of view, and and really there are different places too. Um, sometimes it's a beautiful thing, but up next to a modern piece of construction, not so much. Let's see. Is it? Um, Oh, no, Reese, go ahead. Duck, you're doing great. In Duck Hill, I mean. Is it too early to put tomato baskets out? Absolutely not. Get them out. Um, that that whole thing, and I love this. You know, Gary Bachman retired this year, and Gary Groves has become a thing now. And one of the things that he has done is to spread the word about hanging basket tomatoes. He's much more effective at it. I've talked to you about Tumbling Tom and all those varieties that can do that, but he has actually made it a thing. So I say, yes, put those tomatoes out and let's let's get growing. There's there's no reason not to. I particularly liked it because they're such sweet tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. I do not have any hanging basket tomatoes this year, but there's always the fall. There's, there's always another season. I have one. It's, it seems to be doing okay. It's growing okay. Did you hang one. that one upside down? I hung it upside down. <laughs> yeah, giving it a try. It's growing well. The, the other one's outpacing it a little bit on length, though. I don't doubt that. 
but it's it's not because it's not because of anything you did. It's just the constriction of those roots. Um, and I've seen I've seen tomatoes grow in that circumstance and be just really lovely. I've seen other ones though that look like they never had quite enough room to to, to do what they needed to do. So we're gonna, we're going to test Lance. We're going to find out how this goes. <laughs> Oh, by the way, my peppers are blooming. This may be the earliest that my peppers have ever bloomed. I have both Tabasco and Shishito peppers that are that are putting on flowers, much to my surprise. I'm a slow, I'm slow. My yard is not full sun from, from back to front, and it takes a little bit longer for things. But I'm happy to say that they're, we're making progress. I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah, my cayennes are blooming, and they're doing pretty well. The, the banana peppers, I've had a couple of good ones so far, but they were already kind of growing when I got them. I cheated and got some you know, sprouts. So. <laughs> but they, they were delicious. Uh, the peppers are delicious. Delicious. Yeah, the peppers are wonderful. That reminds me, I have a bag of peppers somewhere in my refrigerator that I brought back from my trip. Hmm, I'll have to find out what I did with them. You know, that's one of the things. Not everything lasts for a while, but a good, sharp, well-grown banana pepper, um, Hungarian wax pepper, even the even the smaller, fancier peppers do last much longer these days than they seem to have used to have done. I believe that's because... Bell pepper got overrun by them. Bell pepper is still very, very popular. But once we discovered that there were other peppers to be had, people started growing them, and that helps all of us for sure. This is, uh, oh, this is crazy. See now? There's that flower. (laughs) Tiny, gigantic potato plant, teeny tiny flower. (laughs) Thank you, John. We're all jealous of, of everybody that can grow potatoes. We're, we're jealous of everybody that has whatever we didn't plant. I'm jealous of John, <laughs> just in general. You know, he's got not a bad life. place to he's start. Life, not a bad know? place to start. That's for sure. There are, uh, by the way, Museum of the Mississippi Delta is showing his works through early June, and um, y'all have been really nice. So he's hanging more pictures this week. <laughs> Yeah, baseball being over today, it seems for me, I, I might have a few uh, a few weeks of fun to go enjoy John and digging around, going to the museum, seeing the pieces. I can't wait. Actually. You'll never be the same again. No, I know it. I, <laughs> looking forward to it. That's great. And everybody needs a hand. If if you're somebody who has any experience at all, hanging art understands that your own eyes give out and every level you lose. So you got to have somebody else there to look at them and make sure you're putting the right one next to the right one and that everything's getting hung right. Again, it's a case of diversity in the same way that we talk about it in our plants. And a little of this and a little of that, and before you know it, you got a really pleasant scene. All right, this is for the Campbells. It's time for Lil Van Morrison. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. We are agriculture. 
the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. This is Joe Cordell of Cordell and Cordell. Men, you fought hard for the role that you play in your children's lives. This Father's Day, Cordell and Cordell celebrates you the entire month of June. Join us every Friday for our live webinar series, Father's Fridays. There you will receive much useful information from our panel of speakers. To register, go to cordellcordell.com slash Father's Day. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Online at cordellcordell.com. Pinnacle Motors, quality vehicles, affordable prices, and now Ed Sheds. 8x12 utilities to 16x40 cabins and garages available. Set to be wired, painted, and finished out if need be. Setup and delivery is free and financing is available. Your new go-to for Ed Sheds is Pinnacle Motors. Off Highway 471, the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Your next garage, utility, building, or cabin is at Pinnacle Motors. We'll see you soon. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
Thank you so much for telling Mama all about it, like you do here and like you do in my email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and of course at patreon.com slash gardenmama. Y'all are really good to me, and I appreciate it very, very much. So much so, and because I always want someone else to get a subscription, it's a great gift as well as something you know you might want to in- indulge yourself in. Right at this moment, I'm offering a, a special deal for new subscribers to All Things Garden Mama Weekly. This is a brief newsletter, just a quick look at what's going on in my garden world that arrives in your email box every Friday. And frankly, I get really good results from it because the, most of the people that subscribe continue to subscribe. Our subscription year begins now in January, but from now till about the end of July, you'll be able to subscribe for half price to the end of the year. So in other words, those of you who subscribe, I'm not giving away anything here, but I am trying to get us get some more people into our January renewals. So $30, send to me. You can get in touch with me, mama on air at yahoo.com for more information about that. If you are in the if you're in the Jackson area or if I can um send Lance as he's driving through the Mississippi Delta, you can stop and meet us for coffee. <laughs> Do it that way. So thirty bucks for the whole year. Thirty bucks for the half a year. For the half year. Yeah. That sounds it. like a deal to me. I, I I get to work with you and get it for free. So but see, I mean, that sounds like is. a deal to me. You're a lucky man, that's all I can tell you. Can I tell you that I never heard of of mud skippers? I know they exist. I mean, I remember them being in, like, the line of things that's the critters that come mostly in the water. They're amphibious, you know, so they're mostly in the water, but they're somewhat on land. And I've been – I have suddenly – all the world is opened up in the mudskipper world. It's bizarro. Let's talk to Lynn and Jackson. For those of you who have been waiting for me to talk about that story, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Lynn, thank you for calling today. Hi, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. What's up? Yes, so I have a question. I've been having issues with, I guess they consider outdoor caterpillars, and they're surrounding my whole porch, and they're coming in my house. They've mm-hmm. been in my house, like, every single night. Mm. And I was trying to see how can I get rid of them um, because it's, it's very, very annoying. Sure it is. Usually when we have a pest like that, even if there's one that we like, like a ladybug, they can be too many of them if they're in the living room, you know, they don't belong there. So the right. best thing to do, though, is to physically remove them, either with, um, I, I go down my list of things, you know, a broom and a dustpan, a, a shop vac, a, a 10-year-old that wants to earn some money. <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of ways right. to, to get them. But if you, if you physically remove them, then get outside and try and figure out where they're living so that you can do something about that. Because they're not living in your house. They're living somewhere outside that has now been disrupted, and therefore they're wanting to get inside to some protection. So maybe it's an area, maybe right. it's a couple of plants where they ran out of food. Maybe it's actually millipedes or centipedes, and they're just they're, there's an area that that they live underneath a dark log somewhere, but they didn't they can't live there anymore. So they've moved in, looking for a, a, a more comfortable place to live. 
I really hate to tell you that. After you get them all down, I don't have any problem spraying um, the porch itself with Dipel or another one of the sustainable bactericides, which is basically just a predatory bacillus that we would get into that would get into them if they came back around again. But I doubt seriously that they will. It's like grasshoppers. They can do a lot of damage, but they're gone in a week. So you can treat for them, but it doesn't usually help. And usually the caterpillars move on, too. But just physically remove them, and you'll be better. Your house will feel better to you. Right. Yeah, because I have um, cut my porch lights on and stuff. So it kind of helps them for not coming in. That's true. You're doing a daylight. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah so, when they do on the daylight, they come in, and a lot of times when I go to the bathroom or something, they be in the in the toilet. So I'm thinking they are drawn to water. They may be, and they've certainly found a way into your house. So that's another case is what, one of those things where you go and look and see what's open to the outdoors, but where they also right. might be living. And you you can get rid of them. The pests like that are not usually really after you; they're just after a more comfortable home. And if you make it less comfortable, they'll go somewhere else. Okay. Thank right. you, ma'am. So Good I'm to hear from you today. Home. Let me hear from you, okay? Yeah, and I'm able, and thank you. Thank you very much. Good to hear from you. It's a problem that all of us have at one time or another. My my favorite one is my children that were, the first time they were ever willing to use the vacuum cleaner was to vacuum up the ladybugs in the living room. <laughs> That's they, all I do when I go to deer camp, I think, is basically pull the vacuum out five times. Pests, yeah, you get know, the ladybugs. Depest everything. Uh, let's see. No, you're actually Joe's in Madison. Your your um your your fatsia looks to me like it's coming along. You might give it a little organic nitrogen fertilizer if you wanted to put on some more limbs. I mean, some more leaves, but it doesn't need more limbs. They look good, better than mine. Mine croaked, <laughs> but it was old and it was down to like one two stems anyway. But it still hadn't come back up. I don't know if it will or not. I don't know, but yours looks pretty good. I love fatsia. It's one of those things that's just terrific. All right. Also, gardenias coming back. Let's see. And Laura Ann in Oxford. I'm sorry, I had to get the right name. They got zapped in the freeze, and the leaves are just coming out. Yes, do fertilize those. Use a fertilizer that will encourage the acid environment around them. That's going to be something like the same fertilizers you would use on blueberries or azaleas or camellias, hollies. Those are all in that same family, and the gardenias will benefit from it greatly. I I have to admit, I I was um, on the coast, and the gardenias there did not get zapped, and they were fully blooming, and they were magnificent, and I was very jealous (laughs) for just about a moment. I smelled several (laughs) in full bloom yesterday on a run. I I could smell them from 100 (laughs) yards. I was like, I know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't have to get too (laughs) close. That's for sure. That's... um, who, somebody else was telling me about the, the smells that come in through the attic fan when you were a kid and they come in through the windows. And that's certainly one of them that, that and, and lilies. Uh, there's some people who just can't stand the smell of either of those things, I think, because they had so much of it in, in earlier times. And now we search for a day when we can open the windows to be able to get a little bit more of those outdoor smells in. And yes, I, I'm telling you, mudskippers, me and mudskippers, this is crazy. Here's yet another story about the mudskippers. I did not know all these things. What The things that are the simplest are often the things that we need to research, and we do that. And I try to get a close look at some of these, and we'll talk about mudskippers again, I promise. I, I did not know 
that the wild horses out in the West are actually known as different pl- different programs call them wildlife, livestock. Some of them call them pets. Well, no wonder we can't get a handle on how to take care of them. We're not even willing to agree on what they are. <laughs> you know? we, we, we have a problem, folks. We have horses that need our attention, and they're not getting it. Interesting. You know, of course, the... Uh, the fossil record shows us that they were here and then they were ex- they became extinct. But they also apparently came back across the land bridge from China in that, that period of time when what, what we consider now to be Native American populations came to this part of the world from there, or some did. Not all, some did. And in that regard, those were smaller horses. The fossil record also tells us that. We were able to raise them in a bigger and better way here. But fascinating stuff. They're, they're descendants of livestock. They say that, that, that that's why they end up getting called livestock. I don't know about that. I've never thought of horses as anything other than horses. I, they have seem to have their own unique. That's not true. Nothing's unique. But anyway, they seem to have their own niche, I should say. There are a lot of things going on in your garden and mine. I hope that you will get into it and let me get back in touch with you again next Saturday for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communications. of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card. Plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY 711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid actor portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. Be honest. If you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay, now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay a checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? You made the right choice. Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today. In your corner, member FDIC. Hi, Robert Downey Jr. here. Did you know that over $10.3 billion was lost to online crime last year alone? Online crime is a huge problem. It affects everyone, and that's why I've partnered with Aura. Aura gives you the tools you need to stay safe online. With almost every tool you need, fraud and identity theft protection, a password manager, parental controls, and more. Sign up for a free two-week trial today 
at Aura.com slash Robert. Aura.com slash Robert. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.